welcome back guys uh Faruk, how are you feeling today how how's your day been yeah it's it's been a very positive week so far it's you know monday tuesday so yeah I'm feeling quite energetic, you know, so let's see how it goes. Yeah, uh, same for me. Um, for to, tomorrow's game, I'm, free, I'm feeling pretty nervous, to be quite honest with you. I'm feeling pretty good today, but uh, tomorrow I, I know I'm going to be really, really nervous, uh, even though we are three goals ahead, you know, and uh, that is normal for every team, I guess, but uh, this team seems to be given us a heart attacks this uh, season and even the last one let's be honest um but yeah Faruk uh, uh what is your first talking point today uh i would say i'm you know a bit more relaxed honestly like uh i would say uh i'm not too too what what would be like too on edge you know uh about this game because i just feel like uh even though we are not you know in the best of situations right now I mean, whatever Liverpool, whatever we are in, Liverpool is, you know, just two levels below, you know, below us, honestly. So, like, they're also, you know, going through a very, very uh, bad situation, uh, I think. So, I mean, yeah, that's why I would say I'm not too too worried about that, honestly. But you're right, you know, to to be to have a sense of, you know, uh, I don't know, the right word wouldn't be fear, but, you know, to have a bit of concern, a bit of worry, you know, uh, because we all know what happened, you know, uh, Last year against Chelsea, I I'll be like it was a exactly, the the lead yeah. was just two goals. Yeah, well, I think this time it's three goals, and so I feel like you know, uh, we should be able to you know, uh, capitalize on that three goal advantage. Uh, I mean, it might not we might not win the game per se, but I just think that three goal advantage is going to be too much for Liverpool to you know, uh, to overcome. Yeah, I agree with you completely. Is uh, it's not uh, you know rational my my fear of tomorrow, but uh, I just feel like you can never be too careful with this uh, uh, with with Champions League, you know, especially uh, especially because we saw what happened last season against Chelsea, and uh, we were pretty confident, uh, you know, before that game, most of us at least. And yeah. Uh, yeah, by the 89th minute, we were regretting uh, our happiness. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. Rodrigo happened. But yeah, I agree with you. We might not win the game tomorrow, but uh, a three-goal advantage is a, a, a really, really a steep hill to climb for Liverpool. And uh, especially because they need actually four goals to uh, beat us. You know, three is yep. just to equalize yep. with us. And uh it's really tough to, you know, say that we won't score uh, at least one goal if they score four, you know, and it, uh, it, it is a relief, I guess. But still, I always feel nervous before any game. And I was just talking to my friend today when I was uh, having a coffee, you know, how just how nervous I am. And uh, he helps me get through those feelings every time before a Champions League yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, I totally can understand. And honestly, like, uh, at least personally for me, like, currently, you know, the the form and, you know, uh, the way we are playing doesn't, you know, give me too much confidence, you know, going uh, into ties. But, mm. I mean, uh, as I said, like, you know, for some reason, we found a way to score five past Liverpool. So I feel like that that more yeah. than does enough. But even away from that, you know, we can just uh, see even the form of Liverpool since we played the last game, you know, at Anfield. 
which was, you know, we were two nil down, I think inside 15 or inside 15 minutes, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and, you know, like we, yeah. And then we scored uh, five goals and uh, five uh, on retaliated goals. And then since then, you know, Liverpool have actually played four games in the Premier League. You know, they were, there was a nil nil draw at Crystal Palace. I don't know if you were able to see that, but I would say that maybe that's the worst game I have seen in 2023. Because I actually watched the whole game. It was garbage. Honestly, it was pure garbage. For both teams. I, I, well, I mean, the point is like Palace actually, I think, hasn't won a game in 23, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, Palace and Liverpool actually have this kind of a bit of a, of a team going on where like, you know, Palace is like a kryptonite for Liverpool. But that game was, you know, it was shambolic, honestly. Like, you know, it was just one of those messy games that you just can't wait for it to end, you know. Yeah. Uh, there was it was one of those games, and then you know after that, uh, Liverpool hosted you know uh, uh, Wolves at Anfield. They you know they had a two 0 victory. You know a goal from Mo Salah in that game as well. I think that yeah, and then uh, the the almighty seven nil uh, demolition of Manchester United at Anfield as well. But you know uh, similar to what I said on the game of the on the day of the game as well, like that was more of a I don't know if you were able to watch the game, but it was such a weird game. That the you know the scoreline didn't, I don't know if the right word would be to reflect the game, but like there is no seven nil gap between Liverpool and United. You know, yeah, yeah. it was just it was just a game where I actually used to have a friend who used to say like football is match fixing, and like I am sure if he had watched the game like that would be his prime evidence. Like yeah, you see this game, how can the team be this? You know, it was like United just opened the gate and please score. You know, yeah. it was it was that it was such a game. And I mean, just to the to you know the true form of Liverpool this season. Then they went to Bournemouth and they lost one 0 as well. You know, after you know the seven 0 demolition of United, just a week later they lost one 0 to Bournemouth. So uh, that goes you know a total of four games, one draw, one loss, and two victories. You know, but the important thing there is like they scored nine goals and they considered just one. Mm. So uh, and I mean there are some players that might be need highlighting here. You know, like a player like Cody Gakpo and Darwin Nunez. You know. Honestly, like, uh, Gapo has uh, improved uh, his form a lot uh, lately. And also he had two goals and assists in the 7-0 demolition of, uh, of Manchester United. And also, uh, I also want to just, you know, uh, point that Darwin Nunes also is just, you know, getting into his uh, into his scoring boots as well. So, you know, those are two players that I think we even have highlighted before, the, you know, even during the preview of the first leg as well. But I mean, those are players you want to re-highlight as well again. But I just want to ask you, Doris. Like, let's 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 move away from the offense and go to the defense. Like, how highly do you rate uh, Virgil Van Dijk? I don't know if you're if you've seen uh, his performance at the weekend, but he was, you know, at fault for the goals called by Philip Billing. You know, he was easily, you know, uh, outrun and outmuscled, you know, by the former players uh, Otara and Billing in the build-up to the goal. I don't know uh, how much. So let's just uh, take a feel of, you know, how much you rate uh, Virgil Van Dijk as a defender. Oh. That is a tough question, mostly because it's controversial, you know. Uh, a lot of people get uh, offended uh, when, uh, you know, most of us Malgadistas uh, say that he's nowhere near Ramos and that uh, it's disrespectful to compare them. But uh, even if you compare, you know, the last uh, Champions League, like the PSG game and the uh, Liverpool's game. Uh, if you compare uh, Ramos and uh, Virgil, it's you know it's night and day, and uh, it's probably controversial to say that uh, you know he's overhyped. 
and he did have a few really good seasons and he's not by any means a bad player like any means he's a really 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 good player but is he overhyped that that is the question but uh then again if we had him on our team i'm sure we would be hyped him too you know so it uh, it's difficult to say like like this like as a Malagadista, i would always say like of course he is and all that but uh if we're being realistic he is a quality player and everyone makes mistakes ramos made them too pepe made them too around made them to like all of our recent uh, defenders all of them made mistakes and uh, he maybe was at fault for the goal i didn't watch the game i don't really watch that, that many um liverpool games right but uh if he did you know do that i i'm not really convinced that he will have another game l like that you know and uh last game it was gomez actually that was at fault for uh almost all five goals or all five goals right so yeah their defense is uh this season i would say all over the place so it's not just van dyke like i wouldn't blame him for anything um just like in in our team you cannot blame one single player for uh you know the mistakes and all that happens in our game right so yeah their defense is uh, definitely not something to laugh at but if we've seen our history with them you know um we've played really well against them and i think we can all pretty much agree that uh, their style of play fits us because they play you know open football and most of the teams in at, at least in the league play uh, low blocks uh, they park the bus and all that and when teams actually play us we seem to you know thrive on that because we actually you know seem to create some more spaces so hopefully that will bite them uh, playing like that and they are the ones chasing goals so hopefully we can expose them in the in the defense if they're playing really really high which they seem to do and mm. we've seen them uh, do that so yeah. there's also yeah. Van Dyke, you know as their main defender the, the big guy you know in the in the team and uh, when they play so high he he obviously is the leader in the game and I'm, I'm not sure if it's Klopp or if it's uh, Van Dijk or who it is in the defense that is making them play so high. Like it's one thing play high and, uh, you know, play some risky football, but sometimes, you know, we, we've actually like, we've seen what happens, you know, with the, especially with the trend. And uh, I'm, I'm not sure they will be able to, you know, hold it for, all 90 minutes tomorrow yeah there is like good points but one thing i would just say is that like uh you're so modest you know in your in your take on virgil van dyke and uh well, i will say I, this i, I watch, just know you that know... people get really angry about it and it's a it's a really sub subjective point of view you know like you can you know, everyone has their own opinions on 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 players, and my Doris, opinion can you see... is that he's overhyped. But I'm not. Can you see he's... my background? Can you see my background? What's yes. the color of the seats? What's the color of the seats? Blue. Exactly. That's not subjective. That's just facts. It's blue. <laughs> Van Dyke is not Ramos. That's just it. It's oh facts. no, definitely. I'm I'm not saying he is. I'm saying that he is overhyped. I'm just saying that you know there there's 
different points of view uh, in this. I'm saying that he is overhyped, that he only had a few really, really good seasons, but, you know, many people don't share the opinion, and I'm just trying to be respectful, even though they don't probably deserve it. Uh, yeah, honestly, like, you know, uh, one thing for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, one one thing for sure is you know like uh as you said he had two outstanding seasons you know for Liverpool which uh you never can you know uh you no know, one can you know talk about that like he was arguably for those two seasons the best defender in the world. But the point is you know being the best defender in the world doesn't come you know into comparison you know being arguably one of the best defenders that you know ever played football in the history. I mean. Ramos is Maldini, Baresi esque kind of Cannavaro esque level defender, honestly. You know, yeah. the point is, you know, uh, we as Madristas, you know, like maybe we don't uh, understand the, the the exact, you know, uh, value. You know, there's this saying that, you know, you don't know the value of what you have. You know, you have a diamond, but you don't understand, you know, the 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 the, the, the value of the diamond you have. But away from that, you know, I still just find it interesting that it's 2023 and a lot of people, you know, still. Uh, rate Van Dijk still that highly. I mean, he's had his highs in the past, but if you are gonna ask me right now, who is Liverpool's best defender right now? I will tell you it's Ibrahim Konate, in my yeah. opinion. And I think you know the return of uh, Ibrahim Konate will, you know, as you just mentioned as well. You know, uh, Gomez being at fault for almost all five goals, which I think is unfair personally because I think you know defend defending is a team sport. And as I've said, you know, I don't know if I, uh, yeah, I, with, with Jacob, I told like you know. The point is, the only reason Barcelona are considering, I don't know, eight goals or five goals in 23 games is as because they defend as a unit. When you check the defenders, one view, and I know like Arao and Kundi are the best defenders out there, but the point is, it's Marcos Alonso, it's Eric Dyer, you know? These are the defenders they like. So, you know, it's not about that. The game against Liverpool for the first leg, it's, you know, it's really, really, uh, it was quite... Uh, I think it was quite shambolic defending on all sides, honestly. And Joe Gomez was just, uh, uh, but Joe Gomez was just, you know, out of, out of it, honestly. But one thing I want to say here is that I would like to pinpoint the fact that, you know, we mentioned about Joe Gomez and also, you know, Trent being so high up on the pitch. But one thing I know for sure is this, you know, for the past four games, actually, since the drubbing at Real Madrid, Trent has actually been so behind i wouldn't say deep but rather he's not you know being that much aggressive as he used to be in the past so i was actually reading a report yesterday that was saying that uh there was a discussion with club actually that uh trent should you know defend more you know rather than attack because i don't actually they scored seven at anfield against united but trent didn't even assist one single goal mm. i mean that's like uncharted territories honestly like that's almost almost you know Never's happened, you know. So it's 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 quite interesting, honestly. So you know, uh, I want to, uh, you know, I I, I want to believe that you know the return of uh, Ibrahim Konate will help a lot in the defense, honestly. But I just don't see, you know, the I just I just uh, don't believe in the hype train that you know goes around with uh, with Roger Van Dyke right now, and I think uh, he's getting to become a liability in the team because it becomes like you know he does. Uh, I don't know what the right word would be, but he defends only when he wants to, you know. He like kind of selects his battles, and because of that, you know, uh, he, he's he puts Liverpool into a lot of uh, difficult situations. But anyways, before we move on, Doris, maybe we want to check the chat if there's anything. Yes, uh, definitely. So Dennis, the the greatest back. Uh, welcome back, Dennis. Uh, he said 
Vamos a ganar. Uh, let's win one of our most important games of the season. And uh, tonight I uh, uh, welcome you back to the uh, chat. Uh, Dennis also said, this is our biggest game of the week and arguably of the season so far. We must go through. I'm nervous a bit. I agree with Doris. Uh, we were complacent against Chelsea uh, at home in the second leg. I agree with you. Um, you we all know what happened. Uh, that ch Chelsea second leg gave me hard pressure, especially when Chelsea went 3-0 up. I <laughs> I think everyone agrees. Exactly. I actually exactly. grew some gray hairs that day. <laughs> Uh, he said, I regularly watch. I think he's uh, talking about Liverpool games. I'm pretty sure that's what that happened. Uh, so I also said, if not for Modric and Rodrigo, I mean, man, <laughs> those two, like, actually, last season, uh, Benzema, really, like, we had so many clutch players, but uh, those two were something else like we saw Benzema and Vinicius on a different level and we respect them for different things you know they carried us uh, uh, pretty much the whole season but the, but but the small things that other players do like Rodrigo coming on and scoring two goals against City Shevskis uh he also said Liverpool they are a funny team Liverpool is in is inconsistent uh it's funny man united were so confident versus liverpool at anfield i have a manchester united girlfriend oh and i told her babe you are not madrid <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one <laughs> Damn. that was a good one indeed that was a good one yeah pretty much uh yeah uh konata on the other hand is their best defender said tonight and we both agree with you and uh, yeah yeah last season i i don't know if it's the same story like uh, people were still really 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 hyping uh, van dyke uh, even though he was injured and all that but for konata this season even for liverpool players i see most of them hyping uh, konata and uh, you know well for them but uh, not tomorrow <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, they agree with uh, Konata. Uh, Trent had a good game versus United. He pocketed Rashford. What do you say? Yeah, yeah, that. I didn't pay much attention to the game because I was working, so I had it on the screen. I had to, you know, work, but I just saw the the scoreline, you know. So could you tell us a bit more about Trent there? Yeah, know. that's it. Like, as I said, you know, like, honestly, like, for the past couple of games, it's so obvious you can see that, you know, like, that that bombing for that leaving of space that, you know, that, that, that uh, Trent always, you know, uh, tends to, you know, exhibit was actually, you can see, it's actually something that has been, you know, been suppressed, honestly. And it was a surprise, but it was so, so obvious in the game against United, honestly. Mm -hmm. Actually, I thought maybe it was due to the fact of, you know, the threat of uh, Marcos, Marcos Rashford, as we know, like, he's arguably the most informed, you know, attacker in the world right now so uh maybe that that was the reason honestly but you know i think it's something that i'm sure like most likely they will also try to implement again because the thing is that one thing you know we always say is that like trent he does he's a bad defender or this or that i personally treat trent is not a bad defender i just think that trent is a defender who doesn't defend if that makes any sense mm. so the point is if he 
if he's actually you know going to focus primarily on his defensive duties, I think he can do a job honestly. But the point is, you know, that uh, the attacking output, you know, that he's more of an attacking player, that instinct to always kick in, you know, whether you like it or not, that indiscipline will always come in. So that's mm -hmm. why uh, I don't know for how long that will last. But honestly, like, like as I said, like in the past couple of games, I have seen Trent, like he seems so, so, you know, uh, so camped in his own half and, you know, so, so aware of what's happening around him, honestly. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see, especially, you know, with the return of Konate as well, how they, you know, combine to, you know, as we know, Real Madrid literally have no right wingers. Everything is the left. So it's going to be interesting to see how they eventually, you know, try to nullify the left uh, wing with Vinicius Jr. Yeah. Uh, if we remember last, uh, no, uh, the season be before that, so the 2021 season and the game against Liverpool and Vinicius, uh, that was probably the turning point for Vinicius when everything you know started turning for him you know it was actually Trent that let that let him have that moment where he where he actually got that confidence scored confidence two goals, yeah. Uh, yeah 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 that was yeah, yeah. That, that was a really big game for our player but uh yeah. we all know like things that people say about Trent that are you know in most uh in most situations it is actually true that Trent is not as good of a defender as he should be you know and scousers are usually mad when people say that uh, he's not a good defender like uh, a lot of them would actually everyone would, would say that from the Liverpool side and everyone I've talked to they they say that you know that Trent uh, is underrated with his the defending and then you have Vinicius that every time he plays against him you know he he has a you know breakfast lunch and dinner with him <laughs> and uh yeah hopefully we will see that tomorrow because uh you know I don't believe that one game with United could you know disprove uh, the whole you know theory about him being a, a bad defender because I I think that a lot of us can agree that that uh, he's not actually a defender he's a midfielder that that's playing that role or a winger that's playing that role you know he just got you know accustomed to playing it and uh, learn how to play the position but still he is a, a, I feel like he's still an attacker in his mind or maybe Klopp is actually at fault with that with letting him play like that and teaching him you know all the time to keep the crosses and um, all that you know so yeah actually I think you know Doris a lot of this goes to the way Liverpool plays as a team you know honestly so what happens is this right so uh Liverpool you know at their pump they had a midfield of you know uh Gini Wijnaldum you know with uh with uh what's he called with Fabinho and Jordan Henderson so the point is honestly with all due respect to these players like these players are more of an engine room than, you know, brains, you understand? So what's happened is that Trent has always been a creative hope for the club, for the team, you know, for way, the, how we play. So what's usually happened is that whenever Trent is trying to be the creative player that he is, either Fabinho or Jordan Henderson covers for him. But what's usually happening right now is that Fabinho has deteriorated to a level that I am sure that even his worst critic could never imagine. Well, and what's happening that on... playing tomorrow? Fabinho anyway. Fabinho, I think I think Fabinho plays. I think Fabinho plays. And on the other hand, what's happened is that 
Jordan Henderson to Boris Towards doesn't have the legs anymore. Mm. You understand? So what's left, like, because of that, and also, you know, this this gradual movement, this, you know, evolution that Klopp is also trying to do, you know, when he, when he acquired, you know, Thiago Alcantara into the team, like trying to reduce the muscle and trying to increase the, you know, uh, creativity in the mid- in the middle of the park. So because of that, like, you know, that's when Trent start to get exposed a lot, honestly, to be honest. So that's why I say to you, like, Trent is a defender who defends, or rather, who doesn't defend. You know, he's not necessarily a bad defender. He's just a defender who doesn't defend at all. You understand? So hence, the reason why he has the space, he's not aware of what's happening around him. And obviously, you're right, like, I mean, just because of one, two games can't, you know, it's not enough sample size, you know, to eventually say that, okay, like, yeah, Trent is, you know, uh, he's, he's now a good defender or anything. Now, nah. I mean, obviously, that uh, indiscipline is always going to kick in because, as you said, like, he's more of an attacker than, than a defender. So no matter how much, you know, Klopp tries to tame him or what is or what is not, he's always going to, you know... Especially uh, tomorrow, because they are chasing three or four goals. That's a really big factor for uh, his, uh, you know, style of play tomorrow. I'm pretty sure he will have to push forward they you know they, i'm not sure they will r- rely on sitting back and hoping for three goals that is a you know a really steep uh, hill to climb and uh, knowing trent and knowing you know the way he plays i'm i'm pretty sure he will go all out in uh in attack and uh, hopefully we will we'll have many issues you know uh profiting off of that and you know given the midfield that they have and it should also be a talking point for us you know our midfield uh the age and uh maybe they're too slow and all that but uh it is affecting their game and it is definitely something that we should uh, use tomorrow you know and it's not just their defense you know it, the the big factor in tomorrow's game is actually our attack because uh, I'm not sure they will be able to hold it out for all 90 minutes. And uh, I'm pretty sure Trent will actually be targeted, especially because we are always playing on our left side all the yep. time. Like yep. every attack yep. we do on the left side. And that's all Trent with Konate there. So if Konate shows up and has a masterclass, you know, we still have... Robertson on the on the right side or right, on, the, yeah. on, on yeah. the left side yeah. actually right so we all know how our attacks go on the right side they're practically non-existent so my guess is actually or a prediction is that it will be a lot of Carvajal you know crossing those ball in the box and just wasting time for <laughs> most of the game. I'm pretty sure that's how the game will go. And uh, I see it being like a 2-1 or a 1-1, something like that. 2-1 for Liverpool, you know. Oh, that's that's, that's quite modest. I actually think it's... Give them the hopes and then crush it. (laughs) I think, I actually think it could be a very high-scoring game, honestly. But I was wondering, like, what the people in the chat think? Like, is there any uh, updates on Mm, what? Yeah, so... Sadai said that Liverpool will turn up. There's a stat that uh, they have more points against the team above them than below them in uh, the PL. Interesting stat. Uh, Trent has improved a lot. Defensively, there he goes. I was pretty sure that uh, Farouk was the Liverpool stand here. Not Sadai. <laughs> Disappointing. Uh, Dennis the Great said... Uh, 
exactly. Doris Vinny will uh, give him problems. He's better than Rashford, apparently best player in Europe, according to some United fans. Rashford, ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Liverpool will start uh, all blazing. We must not concede early. And, you know, given our form and uh, the way our games have been going this season, we it wouldn't be the first time that we concede so early. Like, we've, we've done that so many times this season. It's actually kind of embarrassing, you know. And it seems like actually, the yeah. first 20 minutes we have no focus, uh, no game plan. We just, you know, shoot the ball and then get into the game. And that's not good enough for Champions League and, you know, playing against Liverpool. What were you going to say? I Actually, you know, I was going to say I disagree with Dennis the Great. Like, uh, I actually think it's going to be very similar to what happened at Anfield. It's going to be, you know, uh, uh, you know, a swarm from Liverpool, you know, like uh, they will just keep, you know, buzzing around and pressing for the first 15, 20 minutes. But one thing I do hope is that I hope that they score in that 15, 20 minutes. I hope they score one goal in that 15, 20 minutes because otherwise it's going to be a snooze fest. And I mean, we've at least that's the thing I've come to see from the team is that I not until that have first goal, a boring game where we win, then you know, comfortably or just a draw, you know, a nil nil or one nil, a boring game like that, then you know, growing gray hairs again. I don't need I mean, I, I, what I'm saying, I'm not saying I want them to concede three, four goals, you know, at the beginning. What I'm saying is that we need to get a hold of this game, and the way we can get a hold of this game is if you know. We wake up early, and how can we wake up early? Concede one goal, and you start to play. You understand? I do. I do believe Same that we always, will score. Right? You understand? <laughs> Same as always. Are, exactly. I, I believe that we will win the game. But what I'm just more cautious about is that if you know, for example, let's say Liverpool was to score, you know, towards the end of the first half, and Liverpool was to score towards the end of, you know, towards the mid of the second half, for example, it's a two-nil game. We're just gonna sit back. It's a wall of nine players, you know. And that way, we just have to keep taking the pressure, taking the pressure, and anything can happen. They can eventually score a toad. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows, man? Well, so that's so, the thing. Like, it's 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 not about you know, it's not about eventually because I'm just weighing the permutation and combination here. The point is, if we have to wait and they score towards the end of the first half and they have a goal in the second half, it's gonna be for sure that negative mentality of let's defend the lead we have. And it's just going to be a wall of nine players and it's just going to be bombardment upon bombardment upon bombardment. And I mean, I've said this over and over again. We have no other outlet other than playing the ball over to Vinicius Jr. and that's all. And they're going to... I mean, have you seen what Upamecano did to Mbappe? I think they're going to do that with Vinicius Jr. and what's he called? And uh, and Konati. They're just going to be like, whatever happens to these guys, just go with him. Left, right, middle center, he goes to eat, he goes to the toilet, whatever he does, just go with him. And the point we've seen... How huge, you know, Ikonati uh, uh, is compared to Vinicius Junior. He's just gonna keep out mostly him, you know, those pity fouls and what is and what is not. But yeah, man, uh, uh, and I really and especially you know how much wind up, you know, it's easy to you know wind up Vini with just one two shoves and all that. It's 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 it could be a very very interesting thing. But uh, honestly, like you know, uh, against from what uh, you know. Dennis the Great said, I, I will still feel comfortable, you know, if... Uh, I mean, as long as we're not conceding two, three goals like we did against Chelsea all at once, well, you know, conceding one in the first 15, 20 minutes, I'm still cool with that. Yeah, well, Salad said, uh, I can bet a fiver we concede early. And uh, 
I don't think the uh, what do you say the coefficient would be uh, too high on that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to be quite honest with you, uh, he also said people also for forget Liverpool's daddy is back tomorrow too. Who's their daddy? Vinicius. Benzema maybe. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, I think uh, Dennis said, I think we went 3 1. They will score a equalizer, then we get two quick goals at the end. That's your prediction. We'll, we'll see you tomorrow, Dennis. If that's a, <laughs> that is true. Uh, the football purist, Farouk. <laughs> I wonder who said that, right? Dennis <laughs> exactly. Said, I agree. Doris, uh, I don't mind a boring draw. We go through and move on. Exactly. I don't need uh, another heart attack like against Chelsea. And Champions League is never easy. Ever. Yep. 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 And uh, it, w it would just be nice, you know, like we, we are not in the best form right now. And we have to be honest with that. Like uh, our, our recent few games have not been good. And uh, we've lost quite a few games with lost points, you know, so I'm not that confident, you know, that we will be incredible and, you know, dominate them and all that. But uh, I'm just hoping for a chill game, just for us to win and go through and, you know, we move on, you know. Yep, uh, yep, yep. Konata uh, can effectively nullify Vinny, I agree, said Sanaid. Uh, we really need to talk about Nunez, uh, that he's what scares me the most. Um, I agree with you. And last game, you know, he seemed to be on fire in the in the first, I guess, thirty minutes. You know, uh, the first goal was actually come on, it was really, really, really good. It was kind of sexy, actually. <laughs> that uh, little heel over, you know, yeah. his leg. It was really, really nice. Uh, so yeah, I hope that he doesn't have you know a really good game tomorrow but uh knowing him and this season that he's having he hasn't been you know having the greatest season you know just coming to liverpool and uh i'm not sure you know most people are very satisfied with him but uh he did have a couple good performances this season but most of the time is you know liverpool hasn't been having great games and uh he wasn't, you know, that kind of player, you know, that would uh, dig the entire team out of the grave, you know, like uh, some other players would. And I guess what Salah used to be. And Salah is also, you know, one uh, one big factor tomorrow. He absolutely despises us and he wants that <laughs> revenge. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it will be the greatest thing, you know, knocking him out again. And no hate towards Salah. Like the game's the game, you know. And uh, it's actually, you know, kind of entertaining, and it's actually kind of funny when uh, it happens every time. But yeah, uh, said said I was actually talking about Benzema, not uh, yeah. Ah, okay, okay. Uh, you know, actually about about the whole Darwin yeah, Nunez thing. Actually, you know. Uh, there's this thing is uh, Nunez actually is having quite uh, you know as I said I've always said like he's quite an enigma honestly you don't know what he's gonna give or take away you know for example he has 14 goals in all competitions maybe 14 or 15 I'm not sure what the exact number is mm -hmm. but I know he has about 15 goals in all competitions you know uh, this year so far 
And that's a very good number, actually. That's a really good number, you know, for it's his first season in, in Liverpool. But the thing is that when you watch the games, like there are some games where like Nunez is just a headless chicken. Okay, one thing you will always guess from Nunez is that he's an agent of chaos. There's no doubt about that, you know. So he's always going to... Yeah. Chaos is his he's element a... and Rudiger will meet his match. <laughs> I agree. We, I mean... We also have uh... a chaotic player, but uh, are you sure that he will be playing tomorrow? Like, we are not even sure that he will be playing unless the, the squad list is already out, which I doubt it is. Or the lineup. But yeah, uh... Rudiger can have an off night. I'm pretty sure we're playing Nacho and Militao. At least I'm hoping we are. Like I would, that would that would be my lineup at least. Uh, actually, yeah. I think, uh, what do you say? I think, I think if Rudiger is here, Rudiger plays. But honestly, as you said, I will also choose to play uh, Nacho and Militao. Honestly, because I just feel like you know Rudiger's Rudiger skills hasn't been in the positive sense for us so far. Mm. So good, honestly. So I will still choose to prefer that. But the point on become how much, you know, uh fit is for and Mendy, I think that will be the more important question there. Because I think uh what's what's gonna happen is that you know he's gonna they're gonna play uh Potico Nacho as a fullback if Mendy is not fully fit, but I don't know what it looks like because it's a home game, you know. If it was like if it was away, I would say okay, then for sure Mendy is fit if he's traveling, but because it's a home game. I'm not, you know, too sold on the fact that, you know, he's in the squad. So that does not necessarily mean he's going to start, you know. And also already considering the fact that, you know, it's already, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a trigger, you know, uh, you have a trigger up, you know, so you might just want to start with, you know, with, uh, with Nacho and eventually do towards the, you know, end of the second half, you want to bring on Mendy to solidify, you know, the position and your goals and what is and what is not. But yeah, I mean, I will also choose, you know, a bad player of that. But I said, you know, I it's mean, if, Al if Alaba was here for sure, you know, that would have been a whole different ball game. But it's right I mean, now. I'm not know. sure we really need chaos tomorrow. That's kind of the opposite of what we need. And uh, Nacho has always been, you know, called the pessimistic one and uh, a pessimistic, you know, defender pl player and all that. And uh, that is what we're gonna need. To, tomorrow like we know what Militao does he he likes to use his speed mostly um he likes to you know take on players like that and it's nice to have Nacho you know to stabilize that uh, defense a little bit but uh, come with Mendy coming back it's definitely gonna be an interesting uh you know chemistry in the team Mendy hasn't been playing for a long long time now and he is coming back for a Champions League game, for a knockout Champions League game, but which is a pretty big deal. So uh, I would hope that we have, you know, some balance tomorrow with the uh, Nacho there and not and not Rudiger, and uh, also yeah. having Carvajal there. You know, we we're gonna it's, need it's, Nacho. Exactly, that's what I was gonna say. You know, like incredible uh... form lately. He deserves to play more. In my opinion, more than uh, Rudiger. Yeah, Nacho has been, you know, a, a, a very solid, you know, player always. I mean, even above solid, I would, you know, choose to say, and especially yeah. concerning when, you know, his performance in the first leg as well, you know, after David Alaba got injured as well. So, you know, it's 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 not been uh, it's not been, you know, like he's just there, you know, he's a he's a household name for us at least. Well, you know, I was gonna say like even irrespective of who starts at center back, you know. Darwin Nunez mostly sides on the right wing, actually. Oh, sorry, on the left wing. So he's going to be up against Dani Carvalho. But, you know, actually, they have created this synergy with uh, Nunez and Gapo, actually, which 
they would, you know, have this fluid system where they would interchange and one drops the ball goes, you know, in one takes on the defender and, you know, what is and what is not. But honestly, you know, I just feel like uh, there is still a lot, you know, to see from Darwin Nunez on said, I said, like, he can be, you know, the world beater one day and he can be an headless chicken the other day. But one thing for sure is that he always has that chaos. But is it a positive chaos or is it a negative chaos, you know? That's, you know, that's just, uh, that can only be seen once, you know, the, the kickoff is, is on, man. Yeah, I agree with you. And, uh, you know, Nunez and Gakpo, maybe if it's not this season, there are still, you know, young, good players that will definitely grow into Liverpool. And uh, I guess we'll see what happens tomorrow. But uh, next season, I'm pretty sure they're going to be a power duo. Um, unless you know injuries happen or something, you know, uh, bad happens to the team, uh, we're not sure you know who they will be losing this summer, and it can always affect the, the uh, team and the chemistry. But uh, yep. yeah, they are just setting in into that team, right? And uh, yeah, Nunez playing on the left is actually a good thing for us, at least I think, and. Uh, uh, I'm I'm not sure that Mendy would be able to handle him, and Salah is not in the form that he used to be. Even though like he isn't in a bad form, you can never really say that about those kinds of players, you know. But he's not Salah that he used to be. We have to be honest. So it, Mendy being there is uh, is gonna be difficult for us. But I wanted to just say how how funny it was for me. Uh, people talking about Nacho after the game, like he was some uh surprise uh, miracle that happened. No one has ever heard of him before. I was like, where have you guys been? Like he yeah, yeah. he might not start every game for us, but he's been a household name for us for a long, long time. Like everyone knows knows about Nacho. There's even cartoons of him being a little Nacho, <laughs> if you see. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I guess it was just funny to me, you know, uh, the way the English people and the media were talking about him. And uh, it, it just goes to show uh, how the players in La Liga and other leagues, if they were in the Premier League, you know, they, they would be talked about uh, a lot more and people would be calling them incredible and all that on the daily basis, which which actually sucks for, you know, Nacho, you know, because we don't know if we're going to lose him this season, but let's not talk about that. For tomorrow, I'm just hopeful that uh, that he plays. So, yeah, in the in the chat, Dennis the Great said, uh, I hope that Elliot kid uh, for Liverpool starts tomorrow. Uh, in the midfield, you mean the Harvey Elliott little kid. Um, did he play la last game? I mean, they had Bajetic, right? And, yeah, they have Bajetic. Right, and uh, Harvey Elliott, uh, both of them are really, really young. And, uh, you know, comparing the kind of form Bajetic and uh, uh, Elliott are, you know, compared to, let's say, John Mendy, Kamal, Vinga, Valverde, you know, and uh, Ceballos, I don't think there's a lot to talk about there. And yeah, talking about their uh, midfield now, uh, or ours, actually, we know that, that they are chasing us, like, by a lot of goals. And uh, 
I talked to you before we started to uh, stream about Cruz and Modric playing tomorrow, which is a really, really, really high chance from Ancelotti that he plays them tomorrow, which would, in my opinion, really, really, really hurt us tomorrow. Mostly because we've seen this season playing them together hasn't really worked out, right? Like, uh, we lose a lot of the speed in the midfield. We need the legs and all that. And having Chouameni back together with Cruz, like both of them play defensively. It's like Cruz this season is playing really, really de defensive football, right? And him paired with Chouameni is, you know, I'm not sure. But uh, the kind of defense that it brings us is not the kind of defense that we need the when we're holding our games, you know, he is, you know, a, a, sec a secure person in our midfield that can, you know, defend for us and all that. But in a game where we need to hold out three goals, you know, I'm not sure that that will be the best combination. I would, I would rather play, you know, Trump many with, you know, Modric or Cruz. I would rather have Luka there, uh, mostly so we have some kind of attacking output, right? And uh, probably Ceballos. I think Ceballos would actually be good for this game, especially, you know, him being young. And Kamavinga is all over the place. And uh, Farouk, you need to explain yourself this, this season about uh, Kamavinga. And actually, do you actually want to play him tomorrow? Just him. I, that's that's why I, I started smiling, actually, because... I was going to say uh, Kamavinga should be in ahead of Dani Ceballos. I do understand the fact that Dani Ceballos deserves more game time. I'm not denying that. But mm -hmm. I just want to say that I personally feel that, you know, in that game tomorrow, I totally agree with you. Like, playing with Kroos and Modric together is not something that I would look forward to as well. And I also agree with you on the fact that if I'm playing with Tromaine, I don't want to play with Tony Kroos as well. Mm -hmm. Because the point is, this is a game that uh, as you said, we're trying to hold down the fort. Obviously, we're going to, you know, have this counter-attack here and there. So we need that player. Like, you know, as you, as we've seen with Chouameni as well, he has that ability, you know, to burst out of, you know, the defensive rank and move the ball, you know, quickly ahead as well, which is something that Tony Cross, you know, uh, was never that kind of a player. So, like, it's not like he lacked, you know, or like yeah. he declined. No, Tony Cross was never that kind of a player. You know, he's, he's never been the player that was going to run with the ball and something like that. And also, I think, you know, the tackles, in my opinion, the tackles, although they might still be rash and stuff like that, but I think the tackles of Kamavinga are going to be needed, you know, that those last-ditch tackles. Obviously, if we, I mean, credit where it's due, like, now he's actually executing those tackles much better. You know, we, we it's so long at the time where every single game we have for Warrior or Kamavinga will get a yellow card in, 20, in the first 20 minutes. Yeah. Like, that's not, that's not the case anymore. Like, right now, we have to, you know, acknowledge that there's been a growth there. So, you know, that tackle, you know, those tackles that he has, I think, are going to be very, very important because, as we said, one thing for sure we know is that Liverpool is not going to come and sit back and, you know, uh, and, you know, wait for something to happen and they're not going to run on the counter because that's just not how they play. It's just, you know, full pressing for all of the, uh, you know, all of the 90 minutes for as much as they can do for, as effective as they can do it. So yeah. I totally, you know, would say yeah. that I I personally wouldn't, you know, start with Dani Ceballos because I think Dani Ceballos can bring that guile you know, in the second half when Liverpool are, you know, are tired of, uh, you know, when the, the press will become weaker. So, you know, I think Dani Ceballos is one of, you know, the, the the most skillful players we have on the team. So he will have that, you know, that neat and that, you know, skill 
that silky skills, you know, to evade the press and, you know, uh, eventually release either Benzema or Vini or Rodrigo or Asensio, wherever it is, you know, on the break. So I personally think, you know, for the first 45, 50 minutes, I think uh, Kamavinga should be able to do a job. Yeah, I agree with you on everything you said. Uh, but uh, I was just thinking, you know, this season, every time you gave Kamavinga some game time, he just came back better you know he did get yep. those yellows yep. a lot of yeah. the, those times but uh, as every game goes by i'm just more and more impressed with him you know and uh, he has been playing out of position for you know a second there and i'm really doubting that uh, mendy will play the entire game tomorrow so that true. is also an element in this because kamavinga at some point will will go to switch with mendy so you know I'm not sure if Mendy will go out in the first 20 minutes because that's also a possibility. A possibility it is his yeah. first game, you know. So yeah. either way, Kamalvinga will definitely play and he will definitely replace Mendy. So I'm not sure if he will be starting in the midfield and switching, you know, with Mendy later and then bringing on Sepados, which is also a really good idea but uh, I think both of those players will be really good for us to tomorrow but not if they're playing together you know we we still need either T Tony or Luca unfortunately we just don't feel you know that safety with them they are all all of them are really 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 good class players but they just don't you know give you that safety in the midfield and tomorrow I won't safety i just want us to be safe you know like uh i don't want us to have to bring uh, luca or tony in the 50th or 60th minute to bring us back you know that 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 <laughs> shouldn't happen and uh it's also scary you know if uh when uh, either luca or tony plays if, when they come off you know uh in the 60th or 70th minute liverpool might go all in you know, then there also might be their strategy because a fresh head will be going in either Kamalvinga or Ceballos, and you know they could take advantage of that. You know, yeah, it, yeah, it is a, a really big thing. You, you know, just coming on instead of you know playing the entire game, and uh, I just hope that it doesn't affect us too much. But yeah, both of them deserve to play tomorrow, and I would be happy with either. You know, to to be honest. Both of them are really good. So yeah, uh, in the chat, uh, Sana said, Rudiger uh, can have uh, an off night. Uh, that's if he plays tonight. That <laughs> that's if he plays. Uh, I think he is... plays. Though I, I do think he plays. Honestly, I think he plays. We don't have that much, you know, uh, room mm. for maneuvering there. So I think he plays. Honestly. I mean, also, it depends on oh. what happens with with, with uh, Furlan Mendy as well. That I think also will have a bearing. But I think Nacho will not start the game, I think. I think Nacho will be more of a replacement for Furlan Mendy or something like that. I don't know. That but for CBA, I'm not too Nacho. sure. That would just suck for Nacho. He doesn't de deserve that, in my opinion. But it is also an option playing both bo or all of them, you know, when Mendy comes off having Nacho yeah. there and yeah. not... So that's also, you know, something that we yeah. could do. Uh, then it said revenge. <laughs> uh, <laughs> only hate towards Salah men, men so overrated. Uh, that's a said, said I'd. 
uh, don't get angry, Farouk. I know that is your club, but uh, please don't get too heated over this. Then <laughs> <laughs> he said, I hate, I hate Salah, bro. Uh, things we are men united, we always get into the guy's head. Yeah, that's funny. I mean, we saw last season, enough said. Uh, people wax lyrical about Salah like Ben's Titi. Uh, I'll I'll tell you he's a slightly better version of Mark Overmars uh, slash Pedro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> and about uh, Elliot, I don't think club makes the same mistake twice. Uh, a much more experienced midfield tomorrow from them. Um, yeah, I mean they they are the ones chasing the game, so they had to be smart with what they do and I'm pretty sure they won't play you know Elliot and Bajetic at the same times uh, unless they really really need to or it's late game and someone is you know injured or Bernardino or Henderson is uh, out right um, thank the lord Mendy ain't playing I don't want to speak about him Mendy is playing tomorrow I don't know if you've heard uh, Dennis Mendy Slender again. Stop. Uh, another Daniel is no, it's that was Dennis, and this is Daniel. I'm sorry. Uh, Daniel in the chat said, Buenas tardes, guys. That is the great said Faruk and uh, Doris. What are you guys line up tomorrow? Uh, yeah, we're pretty much going over that right now. Like for the defense, I'm pretty sure it's Carvajal Militao. Either Nacho or Mendy, or either Nacho or Rudiger and Mendy, and later in the game, I'm pretty sure either Kamavinga or Nacho will, you know, step in for Mendy sure, because Mendy. That, yep. there's a really low chance that he plays all ninety minutes. Uh, Daniel said, uh, "We certainly don't have to underestimate Liverpool team tomorrow. Let let come out smoking at the Bernabeu." Uh, Nacho has always been our key player. He was one of our key players when we won La Liga in 2017. Exactly. He's always been, you know, one of our, uh, how would you say, the engines in the game, you know. Yep. He's, yeah. he's always there whenever you need him, never complained, never said anything. And, you know, we said, like, this summer, there's a big chance that he leaves. We all hope that he doesn't, you know, but he would deserve it for everything that he's done at this club and he's already a legend in my book he can do whatever he wants you know and uh, he is definitely one of my favorite players and I think uh, Sanaj too uh, Nacho is just the goat you know in our team he definitely is uh, yeah uh, for sure Daniel said uh, not gonna lie guys Nacho is one of the most underrated defenders in the football world in my opinion 1000% and if you saw like last game and what the English media was saying it was laughable man like like you just saw his name I don't know if that was the first time they ever saw him in in a game I don't know where where they've been but the comments same uh, as with the uh, Casemiro like just, exactly actually I was gonna I was gonna just see that you just have to see their reaction to how yeah. Casemiro has played for United and all of a sudden, like people forget that this guy has actually won five Champions League. Then he five has Champions won five League. Champions League, 
and it as was the last engine. season. Exactly, as season. an engine of the team. He wasn't like, you know, on the periphery of the team. No, he was like one of the first names on the team. You know, people have actually forgot. I don't know, like, aren't they aware of this or are they do that? You know, I don't know, man. I just feel like, you know, the Brits and the Americans are just so self-entitled that, you know, they believe that the world rotates around them and anything outside of that is just not worth it and... When it's they the see Premier something, League it's like is the best league in the world, and everything we've heard all. The I mean, time fine, and... fine. I can agree with all that, but like United are like, oh, Ten Hag discovered Casemiro. Like, what is he discovering? Where? How? But what would that you know, the diminish the other things and other players, uh, you know, that are doing better than them, winning Champions Leagues, winning their leagues, and stuff like that. I don't like. I don't feel like that is a fair. Uh, argument of it being more competitive or a better league or whatever you want to call it you know it's just the english media being you know i mean that's the thing that's honestly when, when you when you look at even the players like i mean we can name 10 15 20 players like i mean even michu went to the went to the english premier league and tore it up michu from rio valucano you know we don't even want to talk about the david silvers the yaya tourists the mm. santi Cazos, you know we don't even want to talk about those players you know even Haaland was coming from Bundesliga, which is a farmer's league, and you can see how much he's, you know, he's turned up the league and what is and what is. So that's the thing, like, it's, it's you know, it's not just, uh, it's like they all come and claim, oh, this is that, this is that, this is that. We have more instances of players not making it. I mean, do you want to talk about Eden Hazard? You know, do you want to talk about, you know, uh, what's he called? The Phil Coutinho's, you know? There are lots of names that have actually left the Premier League and they haven't made it, which are actually big names, you know? Yep. And then lesser and the other way around. Because we look at it, even the likes of Alvaro Nagredo, you know, uh, what's he called? Uh, uh, Jesus uh, Jesus Navas, you know, they've all gone there and won Premier League titles and performed on Premier League winning teams, you know? It's, yep. not, it's, 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 not, it's not rocket science, but, you know, always it's just, they always, you know, just uh, downplay whatever is not in their league. And whenever, you know, a player switch over, they're just like, oh, we, we, we you know, we unearthed a gem. And this is a player that has so much history before even he, you know, he moved to the Premier League, but I guess that's the thing, man. It's it's just a bias, you know. It's the bias of the of the media, unfortunately. Like, and we're only exposed to the. At least for me, I'm exposed to just English language media, so I just have to keep eating the shit they feed me. Exactly, man. And uh, you know, especially when you get you know big players from other top leagues, you know, playing for bigger clubs, you know, you you have expectations and. Uh, those are the kind of players that have been playing most of their life or or in their prime time when they uh, be, before they got signed for that uh, premier league team you know they've been conditioned to playing you know uh, against all defenders defending against them like that's not their first time being in that position like every game is competitive to them cuz exactly. they're that yeah, exactly. guy the main guy yep. i don't see like what what like what that even means like for Real Madrid every game we play every team gives gives everything they have against us defending attacking whatever they want to do like most teams actually you know sit back and that but when you play against us it's a big deal and you can say like it, it's fair enough like the like the league is not com- competitive enough but for 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 like specific teams I don't think it's fair. Like Madrid, Barça, Atletico, even Bilbao. I would say Sevilla. Maybe not this season, but there are many no. top 
top top teams in uh, in uh, La Liga. Maybe they're not winning, you know, the Champions League uh, every season or ever. You know, <laughs> it happens. I'm not gonna <laughs> talk about it. But yeah, like those are still like top clubs. Like, what are you talking about? How, like for Nacho and uh, Casemiro, I think you have to be like actually like mentally challenged to uh, to not see. Casemiro before. How can you call him the best uh, defensive midfielder uh, this season? Like only this season? Who was it? Who was it before him? Like name me a player. Like maybe like Kante had a really good few seasons. There have been like a few players, but consistently over like 10 years, it's been Casemiro. And yeah. you could argue Busquets and all that, but that's still La Liga, baby. That's still La Liga and not the, <laughs> the, the Premier League. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Doris's TED Talk. <laughs> yes, welcome to my TED Talk. <laughs> Boy, actually, it, it's, it, it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, actually, when you were just talking about, you know, what's what's happening, you know, that also just brought to my mind, like, you know, it's not just even, you know, in the UEFA Champions League as what well, we've seen in the Europa League. Let's not even forget, you know, with mm. all the money that these guys have gathered and, you know, I've made. I mean, Villarreal defeated United, in, in, in you know, in the in the Europa League just recently. And I think even on the way to the to, to the final. Villarreal and, and Bayern and all that. Exactly, exactly. So, so it was so close. I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, that Spanish teams are dominating anything, you know. Yeah. Let's be yeah. honest, they yeah. are not. But, you know, just saying that the players, like specific players are not good enough because they're not playing in the Premier League, baby, wake up. Because those same players are the star players in our league and everyone is playing against them. Look at exactly. everyone that's playing in La Liga, like the, the top players. All of them are targeted. And in the Premier League, your target teams, you're like, everyone is scary or whatever. Like Benzema, Vinicius, even Dembele, Pedri, Gavi, all of our top players in La Liga, you all know about them. And when you play against them, you target them. So what are you talking about of them not being good? If they're not good enough, why are you targeting them and market them? And exactly, three players exactly, and mark exactly. Them? I exactly. Mean, where's the honestly? I, I do think the thing is this honestly, like the Premier League, it's just like this. You understand? Like, there is like, for example, when I give you like a chocolate bear without any wrapper, you know, mm. it's it's not that enticing because you're feeling like, oh, it might be dirty, it might be this. But then when I put a Mars in a Mars bar, you know, seal it well with all the you know, all the fashion and all everything, it looks so presentable. So I think that's what we've lacked, you know, in the Spanish La Liga. Like, we're not able to market, especially, you know, when Spain had, you know, the era of the MSNs, the BBCs, you know. Mm. Like, Spain wasn't able to, you know, mark market, you know, that product that it had. For example, the Premier League is selling. For, I mean, the thing is this. You can see, for example, teams like Leeds, teams like, uh, how should I say, uh, teams like Forest, you know. Okay, let's still see West Ham and Everton because, like, they're, they're big teams. Well, like, teams like Brighton, all these people, you know. They created, I mean, if you watch like uh, the CBS and NBCS or whatever it is that delivers the, 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 the games in the US, like you see like there's a huge support for these teams, you know, even in the US. Like they have made a market, they have made, you know, I actually do know someone who is a Bolton fan, you know, 
that's and like he's never been to England. He wasn't even born in England, you know. So it's like he, how should I say, like they sell the product so phenomenally well, honestly, that it's 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 how can I say? It's just something that you know becomes so world worldwide spread. You understand? This is where the other leagues have actually lacked in behind. They haven't been able to you know market and sell their their stuff that that good. Honestly, that's why it's easy for you know. When you sit down and see that how shitty Vajra Van Dijk has been, but he's still been voted into the into the FIFA XI, you know, the only reason is because of the publicity that he has, you know, the platform that he has, which is something. I mean, if you're gonna ask me right now, I will go to what's he called? I will go to a team like you know, uh, what's he called? Uh, Sociedad. Look at the player like Martin Zubimendi, and I'm I can guarantee you that there are very few defensive midfielders better than Zubimendi in the Premier League. But if someone is gonna buy Zubimendi in the Premier League now, it's gonna be West Ham. Or Everton, you understand? It's gonna be a shitty mid-table team. You understand? You and then after that, they'll be like, "Oh, they, 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 they you know, they uh, unearthed a new gem in Zubimendi when Zubimendi has always has already been balling in La Liga as well." But that's the thing, Doris. Like, it's not about. I think the point is, this is what happens. Brighton has the money. Everton has the money. West Ham has the money. That's just it. They all have this money to buy these players. That's the thing. That otherwise, like, I mean, let's look at like what's it, what's it, uh, what's his name. Uh, the guy at Newcastle, Bruno Gumares, for example. Bruno Gumares went from Lyon to Newcastle. Can you imagine? Lucas Paqueta went from Lyon to West Ham United. Can you imagine? Does that even make sense? No, it, it doesn't. You know, so that's 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 the thing, honestly. So it's you know, it's just all about this. But anyways, Doris, like enough about the EPL people. Let's get back to our business, you know. <laughs> let's 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 get back to business. So let's go to our lineups. We started with the defense, actually. So let's not bore the people too much with too much ranting because this is something that will never end. Yeah. So yeah, what about the midfield doors? What do you think? I we actually we were discussing earlier about you know the lack of uh, let's. I mean, I also agree with you about you know Chouameni starting this game hundred percent. Yeah. One hundred fifty percent. He hasn't been in the best of form, honestly. I wouldn't deny that. Like uh, I have also given him some stick, but I feel like you know, uh, I feel it's 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 a game that he's primed for him, a game that is made for him, a game that we you know allow his qualities to shine. Mm. I want to believe so. So I think also he's been due a very good performance. So I hope uh, that comes tomorrow. But the question now becomes who partners him? Uh, I think we both agreed on Luka Modric, I guess. But the yeah. question now becomes the third midfielder. So the thing is now putting put in the mind that we play a 4-3-3. So it's either we play Fede on the wing or Fede in midfield. And I think we both agree that Fede is going to start in this team. Just the question yeah, is where. One thousand percent. Exactly. It's further. I mean, he plays every game whenever he can play. He's always one of our most valuable players, just for his running and just covering exactly. everyone, exactly. being everywhere. You know, wherever yeah. the ball is, he is. So we're just gonna need him for for that, like especially. But uh, you know, knowing Ancelotti and uh, the formations we we played, we pretty much always play the 43 like no matter who are who we're playing and all that like our strategy is always the same pass it to Vinicius yep. and do something so I'm like <laughs> that will still be on the right side that is my guess and Rodrigo yeah. will always come you know in the second half like we can I'm I'm not sure we can expect Rodrigo to start tomorrow that is a that, that would be a rare a rare sight you know, from Ancelotti uh, starting Rodrigo, but uh, my opinion, I think, is going to be Valverde on the right side and not in the mid 
midfield because yep, he he, yep, he yeah. already plays both positions where he plays with us, but uh, it will probably be a four three three kinda. That's pretty much what it should be called, uh, you know, in the book, four three three kinda, you know. So, Actually, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a bit controversial here, Doris. I think uh, we are discussing now about three midfielders. We talk about Chouameni and we talked about Tony Cross and we both uh, sorry about Luka Modric, and we both admitted to the fact that we don't want both Cross and Modric to start. But I kind of feel like, uh, just to your point, Fede Valverde is gonna start as a right winger, and it's gonna be a midfield of Chouameni, Cross, and Modric. I know we are just trying to pretend <laughs> like. <laughs> Quiet, Farouk. We're just pretending like that's not happening. We know it is. Farouk, come on, man. Like, this whole time I've been having the, the clown face, uh, like the emoji <laughs> on my face, uh, talking about this. We know it's going to be Tony and Luca. But if it, if it's not, we're saying, you know, it's going to be Valverde on the right side, probably to uh, many Luca and uh, either Ceballos or Kamalvinga. I it will probably be Kamalvinga, but we'll see because he will probably, you know, or maybe go for uh Mendy. Anyway, for our attack, I think it's pretty much self. Actually, I, I saw you you were having I saw you having so much fun, so I said let me bring you down to earth and see that okay. Yeah, just <laughs> be, be grounded, be grounded. Don't do it, man. Don't do it, man. <laughs> but still, like uh, I don't think you, you know, we should suffer too much. I hope I hope we we don't and uh you know the only thing i can hope for is that uh, ancelotti realizes what he's doing uh, quickly enough you know but uh, he always seems to go you know with experience over you know form and uh, being yeah. energetic yeah. which Ceballos and Camarega definitely are and Valverde and all that you know but uh, let's just pretend that it won't be Tony and Luka <laughs> tomorrow and uh We'll see tomorrow, you know. Just leave it for tomorrow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, for Doris is sick, then let's 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 leave it like Asuka. that then. Okay. Yeah. Uh our attack then, I guess it will be. Uh our attack, I mean, hmm, I wonder who could it be? <laughs> indeed, right. Indeed, yeah, indeed. but uh, for Benzema, I think you said that he's not one hundred. Percent, no, like he's hundred percent fit. Carlo Ancelotti oh, actually is. said he is one hundred percent fit. So I think you know we already know what's gonna happen, and it is usually really rare that we see Rodrigo, you know, playing uh, instead of Valverde on the right side. But in the second half, that will de definitely happen, you know, when he comes on. And uh, there, I had to say something. There have mm -hmm. been videos of Asensio training and being all hyped for playing tomorrow. So <laughs> that's also something that could happen. And he did have a good good game, you know, the season before that, uh, you know, when he played against uh, Liverpool, right? And, uh, <laughs> that's true, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did that's true, score actually. a good goal, you know, so maybe yeah. Ancelotti will, you know, give it back for him there and uh, I don't know those videos scare me a lot but uh, I guess we'll see like if I hadn't seen those videos I would I would be saying that it's Valverde 100% Rodrigo coming on for him but maybe that's not gonna be the case tomorrow maybe he surprises us with 
Rodrigo uh, Asensio starting in Valverde in the midfield, and I'm just gonna go wash this off my face now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen the Asensio videos, but I just want to believe that I don't think uh, Asensio is gonna start the game. But as you know, the thing is, there's, there's a lot of mm. unpredictability there, and you know, the coach is much more closer to the players, he sees what they give in training and bodies and what is not. But yeah, I mean, I, I know that Fede starts, honestly, so I just don't know where for sure it will be. But yeah, man, we might, we don't know, man, we might see a bit of uh, twisting and tweaking from Carlo, you know, before the game. But yeah, I mean, let's see how it goes. Anyways, uh, we can go to the predictions if you don't have anything to add. Not really, we are nearing the end, guys. Uh, For the prediction, I don't know. Like, it is difficult to predict because they are the ones chasing if it was chasing, us yeah. I would, I would yeah. be, you know we are going all out we are winning you know like, just to hype myself up and right now i'm just trying to stay <laughs> calm and not nervous for tomorrow and if that game you know against chelsea hadn't happened and you know it's not like it's never easy writing off a team like liverpool off you know especially like yeah. we know what happened against Barcelona, like they they had a couple of those games where they did the unthinkable, you know, like the yeah, like incredible yeah. things. But this season with this team, they're having, you know, and I mean their Premier League hopes are pretty much over. But so are ours, you know. So that isn't an advantage anymore. I would yeah. say, you know. So yeah, all of us are pretty much uh, uh going in. Let's just uh, go over. It. What is your prediction? I'm I'm sorry. Before you do that, uh, my prediction, I would say it's gonna be like a three-two victory for Liverpool. Three-two victory. Yeah, for Liverpool. That means we're still winner that we still go through, and even if it's yeah. three three one or you know, it just it, no it three really two ma- three three no, no, three no, no. one will be so edge just of the knife. Gonna say that it really matters that we score tomorrow because it's over for them if we. If they do that, they would need five goals, and we did that yeah. to them. You know that that's a miracle <laughs> that we did it to them, and it would be another if they did to us. Uh, let's just go to the comments before we go. Uh, uh, Sanaid agrees with us. Uh, not gonna lie, Loki don't want Cruz starting. I think we can all uh agree with that. I mean, it hasn't been the best season from Tony, and even the last one. I'm. I wouldn't say it was one of his better seasons, you know, like a te- our team as a whole was incredible, but he wasn't one of our, you know, like bright points, uh, even this season. So I, I agree with you there. Uh, Daniel said, uh, we just have to uh, keep tight at the back and make sure we take them chances on the break. Of course, that is... Uh, always what we need to do and it's never what we do so you know we'll see what happens because uh us keeping it tight in in the back is not something we're you know particularly known for uh especially this season given how many teams scored first against us and especially in the first few minutes i think the i think the word is composure you know especially in the especially in the first half you know not giving the game away uh, then it said Premier League is overrated, in my opinion. The Premier League has just only uh, been the best league for like a few y- years now. In the 2010s, uh, La Liga was better than the Premier League. And be- before that, we had Serie A. You know, is things change. 
things change, you know. You could be saying that uh, for La Liga when uh, Serie A was, you know, stopping, uh, you know, being that great. Uh, Daniel said the English media are so pathetic. They always tend to hype the English talents and uh, <laughs> and forget that we also have good talents here in uh, La Liga. Uh, facts even if the competition is kind of better who won the last four out of five what's the yep. difference i cannot see it uh it's not even really that much better than Girona on a 10 uh times budget get out of here that's uh that's a that's an opinion um let's just move on <laughs> that's a big opinion um uh, Dennis was saying to Sadai, Premier League fans telling me Brighton better than Real Sociedad is laughable. I'm, I'm, I'm not... Wow. Who said that? Who said that? I'm, I'm gonna... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brighton is actually a competent side, but Leeds? How shit are them, lad? Doris Pittig, uh, I hate appeal apart from uh, Big Steve, uh, agreed. Uh, big up, big Steve. Uh, that is the great. So you are telling me teams like Crystal Palace are better than Villa Real. Whoever said that, like, why even entertain those opinions? Why exactly. even talk about exactly. it? Like, that those are the kind of people that obviously don't watch anything but the Premier League, and those opinions don't matter. Uh, Villa Real finished. Manchester United in a Euro in 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 Europa League uh, Europa <laughs> Europa <laughs> League final right. Uh, my greatest memory about this is watching the twenty sixteen U uh, UEL final. By the way, Liverpool and Sevilla. Uh, Sturridge scores a banger and all the PL mates of mine go loco, like they proper mock in our league. Uh, go uh, a bit over. Uh, then it said, if Asensio plays tomorrow, I will lose it. I'm not even joking. Uh, I always say, Dennis, like, Asensio is one of my favorite players, if not the like my my actual like favorite player in the team but uh, i uh, i understand what people are saying but i don't think he's as shit as people are saying like for tomorrow i agree with you and you know for a lot of those games but people are calling him names like they're calling him like he's absolute trash and i strongly di disagree with that Anyway, uh said i said asensio is scoring an obligatory banger to tomorrow if he's playing that's uh that there's a big chance that he does that he usually does those out of nowhere which would be kind of you know perfect for the game tomorrow uh scott heinam said big up a la madrid three nil there goes another prediction said said four one tomorrow that's uh okay tonight for us <laughs> or for liverpool I'm hoping you said <laughs> us, but if, if that's the, I don't want that to happen, man. <laughs> uh, 
Then he said, I think the comeback they had against Barcelona, the difference, the second leg was at Anfield. That is true. Like we beat them five yeah, two yeah. At, at their home. That is a really big uh, factor. I I I agree with you. Uh, his prediction is three one, and uh, I mean that goes along the lines, you know, mostly for everyone. You know, yeah. there's there's always only two sides. Either it's like a one one draw or like a, a high scoring game where one team dominates i'm just hoping that it's us and you know given the history we we have with them we usually pull through you know there's only been you know one instance where we lost against them in the you know in the final and all that uh, but yeah uh then is the great big up big steve i love the way he humbled his oil club last year <laughs> so i said shh Dennis is one of our biggest fans. Yeah, indeed, don't be like indeed. that. Yeah, exactly. Steve is a big guy. He's a good guy. Like, but City is a is a different thing. And uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the it's not fair, you know, talking about that. And honestly, it's uh, it's not even on us to really talk about it right now, especially uh, yeah. after for tomorrow's game. So yeah, Faruk, any last words? Or yeah, I mean, just... words, not last words. That's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nah. Just uh, let's 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 get the job done tomorrow. And also, you know, shout out to the people who've been in the comment. I think we had Dennis the Great, we had Daniel, we had uh, we had Sunaid himself, we had uh, we had Scott him. I think you said something like that. Yep, I couldn't. Scott Hanum, yeah. yeah, I mean, shout out to those guys. Honestly, like uh, you keeping us engaged. It's it's it's, it's you know. It's it's the real deal, honestly. So thank you guys for being there. Mm. I appreciate, appreciate. Appreciate it, guys. And uh, hello, Madrid. Hello, Madrid.